0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Trade Hour. This is our season three off and running, unbelievable uh, feedback over the last couple of episodes and no different to what we're just about to share with some amazing panellists here this afternoon today. And I have with me, I have with me the, uh, the phenomenal friend and absolute gun of a general manager at Hazard Co Australia, Luke Williams. An unbelievable human being and a brilliant influence as it relates to, you know, keeping your, keeping your workplace not only safe, but absolutely attractive for future A-grade customers doing business with you. Luke, good afternoon and welcome, mate. Good to have you here. Afternoon, Stefan. Thanks very much for having us. Mate, I know you've been a busy guy traveling a fair bit across <laughs> Australia and New Zealand and even the US recently. Um, what are you seeing as a very, very quick flavor as to trades construction? You know, the new financial year in Australia is off and running. New Zealand's uh, definitely uh, into their financial year. What are you seeing as a very quick little uh, trend um, with feet on the ground out there?
1: Yeah, quick little quick little taste. I think Australia and New Zealand are probably slightly ahead of the curve from a tech adoption point of view in construction. Uh, I think over the next 12 months, we've seen a good number of um, statistics come out of the industry that everyone's kind of expecting to spend more on, on technology, but I think that's the key to the trend is, is the dollars. Do businesses have the dollars? Do they understand the, the ROI they're going to get from the tech? Um, if they do, uh, they'll, be, they'll be coming on board for sure.
0: Yeah, and and, and your organisation, which we're going to unpack a little further. I mean, it's right on the forefront of helping through technology and efficiency, and ensuring that things are getting done right the first time. Um, you know, you have you have a growing trend of clients across um, the two countries of Australia and New Zealand. You're up to about ten thousand clients plus which means you know you have a formidable um, um voice in terms of okay this is how we're going to keep on doing it, keep on helping our small and medium mid-sized um trade-based businesses construction-based businesses, just be better so i love what you guys are doing many of our clients are business benchmarkers, but definitely utilizing the uh the tool and, and and again are gaining hours back on their day but most importantly you know the safety and the, and the and the reputation as a, a business that's truly across all that these days um, is is second to none. So look forward to unpacking how you view the uh, the trade based business owner that is making better decisions and technology is part of their 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 thinking going forward. So looking forward to expanding that with you in a moment. The next panelist that I wish to introduce is uh, no other than Julian Krishnan Nair from Build Exact, an amazing um, tool, and an amazing tool that also helps um, trade and construction businesses across Australia, New Zealand, um, USA, UK, thousands. Thousands um, since day one when this tool got created are uh, utilising this tool and uh, Julian's at the forefront of being really, uh, really understanding of how our trades and construction businesses truly adopting the importance. It's not even a choice anymore, but the importance of embracing technology into their business. Good to have you here this afternoon, mate. Hey, seven you, mate? Thanks for having me. Yeah, excellent. So, um, what are you seeing? Just um, a bird's eye view because we're going to do a real deep dive this in a couple of moments. But what are you seeing as a formidable influence in the uh, in the in the trade and construction industry across those four countries? What are you seeing as a bit of a trend as it relates to the business of trades, the business of construction, and how they're embracing the importance of technology? What are you seeing? Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I am mainly focus on uh, the
2: Australia and New Zealand markets. So my flights are a lot shorter than Luke's are. Um, but really what we're, what we're um, focusing a lot internally at BuildExact now is bringing more people into the software, so that's not just the builders and the trades anymore, it's bringing in suppliers into the software. So that's really where we see the growth is, you know, builders, especially right now with pricing and stuff going out of control, if we can get more suppliers into the system, sharing their price list live with the builder, it makes that you know estimating process more accurate uh, for the builder and, and better relationship with the with the supplier and makes that builder more sticky. So that's where we see that direction.
0: Yeah, now there, there, there's some really good um, points as it relates to what we're seeing and what we're building. But most importantly, there's an internal element as it relates to bringing technology into your business. So it, it, it creates efficiency, effectiveness. It creates a higher level of control. And I always say, you know, if I put rubbish data in, then I'm going to get rubbish data out, right? So there is a there is a turning point for an owner or a leadership team in any small business in trades and construction, where they've got to truly embrace technology is the way going forward. And then there's the external piece. The external piece is as we're getting tighter and more controlled, and have information that is relevant at our fingertips, then that can only lead to us being attractive for the A-grade builders or customers that we deal with and wish to deal with going forward. So there's an internal positive impact of technology being embraced in in trades and construction but there's also the external which is where the rubber hits the road and uh, you know creating a waiting list of a grade customers is on the back of being an a grade business yourself so looking forward to expanding on that and our third panelist this afternoon is a phenomenal community member a phenomenal business owner at that um lee, lee jacobs who runs melbourne glass and uh, has been a community member of business benchmark group for over two years and um Welcome, welcome, Lee. Good afternoon, and good to see you here this afternoon. And and as a business owner on the panel, a business owner that's actually running and has run for a very long time a small business in uh, trades and construction here in Australia. How is it that you embrace technology into your business? What is what is what is your trigger and or thought process about technology, and how that? In your world, as a small business owner, will lead to greater efficiencies or effectiveness, or maybe not.
3: Mm. Um, thanks for uh, having me, Stefan. Hello, Luke. Hello, Julian. Um, I guess when I entered construction about 18 years ago, um, there was no such thing as a swims or a uh, you know technology. We were we were jotting things down on paper. We were um, you know uh, having site meetings that were really just. Um, you know, a a quick meet and greet with customers. And there was really no transition beyond a piece of A4 paper from there. Now we see um, the necessity for uh, swims in the industry. We see the necessity for more professional quotations. We see the necessity for managing people at a more efficient level, especially in such a tight labour market. We're trying to get more efficiencies out of our individuals that work for us. Um, So from a technology perspective, a small business like us, It's a very topical thing in my company right now because we're looking for a program and we're investing time in looking for a program to better manage our people. Um, You know, programs like Hazard Co and Build Exact, um, two of the businesses that we're looking at at the moment. So, um, you know, these things um, are paramount for for the growth of our business and, you know, to to, to stay ahead of the pack because our construction teams um, expect the best from us. They want clarity, they want to know what we're doing when we're doing it so from a reporting perspective from a client management perspective from a team management perspective um technology is you know huge and growing every day every year
0: so so this is really important dan before i uh go back to 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 luke on this one um what is the trigger for you i mean just to explain and and be a little little pertinent here. So so you're running a business that's very successful, like right? your markers at a GP level, your markers at a net operating profit level, your markers at a total employment cost versus income ratio, which are three very important guardrails for running and growing a successful small to medium trade-based business in, in Australia and New Zealand and no different anywhere in the world. What are, the, what are the considerations? Like when you think about, okay, I now need to move my business to the next level of maturity. I've got to embrace some technology to help me, whether it's in my sales and marketing or customer management systems or it's in my, uh, my estimation and or being attractive and, and precise with my quoting system, then my scheduling and thereafter the financial um, impact of having the right information, the right data to make better decisions. What is the influence for you, Lee? I mean, this is really, this is really important. Your business has less than 15 people um, currently employed. So it's not like it's a big business. And literally two years ago, you had half of that. So, you know, your growth has been very, very, very predictable for success. So for you, what are the one, two, three motivations or points of consideration that you bring into, you bring into play to make sure you're making an informed decision? And not only a decision that just fixes a problem, but you can grow with.
3: Um, I think top of the pop's got to be safety of our people. Um, without that, and protection for myself, let's be honest. I mean, this business is operated wholly and solely by myself as the as the director, and uh, there needs to be a layer of protection for my people and for myself. I don't want to be sitting in a courtroom um, talking about a manslaughter case, you know? So that that is, it's definitely got to be, a number one. Uh, secondly, I think is sustainability in the industry as well. I don't want to get left behind. We want to be growing. We want to be. Uh, I think a communication is 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 paramount with our clients and 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 our uh, our site supervisors probably more specifically. Um, without that clarity to them, um, we will just get left behind. Um, thirdly, it's a very very tight labour market. I think in the business benchmark group we've we've had this as a topical conversation you know trying to get better efficiencies out of the people that you've got i think is a better investment than just going out and you know getting more people to try and get the same amount of work done so you know profitability bottom line certainly got to be you know uh second or third you know they're probably equal to each other but second or third is a priority if you can get better efficiencies out of your business make a little bit more money why wouldn't you you know, so I think they're the top three.
0: Yeah, excellent. And, and I just want to throw a fourth one in there before I turn to Luke and uh, and, and join to, to, to share their views and what they see with the thousands of people they speak to almost every, uh, every week in their businesses. I think there's a fourth one. I think choosing a... Um, choosing platforms that are at a technology um, base. If you're doing it for the first time, second time, even third time, like sometimes it gets the second or third time to get it right. And you should have got it right the first time, right? I think it's also partnering up with organisations that are delivering these these, these tools that also have an ambition for continued growth and continued excellence. So that's, in my opinion, that's the fourth and probably I'm going to say the most important reason um, to be making decisions. You're partnering with technology-based businesses that are assisting the efficiency and effectiveness and control, as you just shared, across the areas you just mentioned. But within those businesses is a track record of continued growth. Like, they're, they're, they're seemingly businesses that are going to continue to invest in their tools. It's not just like a one or, you know, it's not a Dad and Dave organisation, right? It's a significant organization that's got true investment in being better to deliver you more efficiencies as you continue on your journey in doing your business. Luke, I'm going to throw to you... um as it relates to what we just heard there from, from Lee, Lee's a, a, a great example of a business on the move. It's on the growth path. It's, it's a business that has less than 15 people on the team. It's a small business. I love the fact that, you know, he doesn't want to be in a courtroom, the Supreme Court, facing a manslaughter charge, and no one should be doing that for various reasons. The most important one is there should be no one dying on a job site, right? Mm, and then absolutely. the second thing is, um, you know, what do, we, what, do we, what do we see at Hazard Co, which is a significant benchmark business in, in its space? What do we see on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis? And are trades and construction businesses truly looking at technology and investing in technology to give them these areas of, um, of, of peace of mind?
1: Uh, short answer is yes, they are. The, the longer answer is the better the business is, the more they're looking at it, which probably, you know, doesn't strike anyone as, uh, you know, brand new knowledge or, or anything, you know, incredible. Uh, but what we see is, particularly with health and safety, so, you know, a business like BuildExact is starting from the pre-construction phase with, with quoting and takeoff, you know, some crucial elements to actually even winning a job and, and getting to site. That's what a lot of business owners start thinking about first. Um, it's the businesses that make it all the way down their perceived value chain to digital health and safety that have sorted out everything before that. So what we end up with are, are some of the best businesses in the industry, because quite often, you know, by the time you're sorting out your, your health and safety from an efficiency and a completeness and an end-to-end process point of view, um, you, you've, you've ticked a lot of boxes on the way through. So where we're getting a lot of interest. Um, we have, you know, an increasing number of people coming looking for the platform. I recently um, did some speaking engagements at Sydney Build up, up in Sydney um, and had people coming to our stand saying, you know, they'd come, come to chat to us. So certainly in the industry, it's evolving really quickly. We've been in Australia for, for just over three years and it wasn't the case at the start where people were coming to us, um, but they certainly are now. So we're starting to see that change um, from a business owner perspective, definitely.
0: And from a profile, you sort of got my attention um, when you said, you know, the better ones versus the not so good ones. And, and you know, in every industry there is, or every country, let's just say there's good people and not so good people, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this absolutely. industry is no different. So so what are the uh, critical traits, in your opinion, Luke? I mean, what are, and I know it's I know, I know it's a long string, this one, but if you were to just sort of like, if someone asked me, you know, who is your typical client of business benchmark or I'd say three key points and it'd be very it, it, it'd be the 80 20 rule like 80% percent of our clients are in those three three key key points of reference. So when you look at the uh, the better you know when you reference the better operators versus the not so or they haven't yet realized they could be better, what do you, you reference as the three critical traits or the four critical traits that a Hazard Code, because remember, you can be a Hazard Code client, like literally for less than 100 bucks a month, literally, right? And, and I know I've probably given that um, a roundabout sort of price, but that, that's, you don't need thousands of dollars to get this stuff in order every month. And the peace of mind and the growth opportunity is phenomenal. But what are the three? So when you when you consider as a business, here are the three key criteria points of better business owners in trade yeah. construction. What do you see? And I'll come yeah. to you in a moment too, Julian, because you guys are certainly impacting this, this industry significantly between us.
1: Uh, absolutely. Look, so I'll do my best to steal Julian's answers before you... Before you <laughs> get there, you, sure you, know, <laughs> you guys had lunch about two weeks
0: ago, so you know, yeah, yeah. Those might no, be, no, uh, still, you might be stealing your answers here. No, seriously. So, look, no, what, do, what do you I mean? The better business owner in trades, what do you see Is that a critical Absolutely.
1: Trend? So, um, from, our, from our point of view, what we see is it's very, um, it's very likely they've got more than one technology solution. Um, so, they're not coming to talk to Hazard Co uh, and they're not looking at other solutions. Lee talked before. Um, about he's looking at, you know, technology providers throughout his business operating processes. Um, That's absolutely a sign that they're looking at all areas of their business, Um, that they're already doing these things. So they're looking for a better way to do what they're already doing. Uh, So what we see in health and safety is scarily about 30% of the industry is doing little to no health and safety and and certainly aren't doing enough to to be uh, covering the requirements. Um, So what we're finding is it's the businesses that are already doing it, but doing it with pen and paper, doing it by talking to people, you know, they're doing the doing, but they're not really capturing it or or creating efficient processes. So, so that's the other thing. Um, And they're growing, you know, what we see is that these are businesses that are adding headcount, that are getting new customers that uh, have got reputations um, and, and businesses that they care about. They're, they're nearly always, you know, owner-operated, so it's it's hands-on. It's their brand. Um, you know, very much, and I'm not doing this intentionally, but very much like a, a business like Melbourne Glass Company. You know, listening to Lee talk before, you know, they're the hallmarks of a, a really strong, well-positioned, um, well-managed trade and and residential construction business.
0: Yeah, really, really cool, and it is, it is, um, it is, it's definitely what uh, what Lee was sharing before is definitely testament to the. The the owner that is maturing, like, we have, how many years have you been in the trading construction industry? Not only as a business owner, but in the industry.
3: Uh, since I left school, so eighteen, nineteen, well, nineteen years now. Yeah. And so how long have you been
0: operating and owning and running
3: Melbourne Glass? Melbourne Glass Co is three years old. Um, I had a pretty similar business prior to that for 10 years. So, um, and then was a partner of another business prior to that for um, a good period of time. So, always been, um, always had invested interest in the businesses that I've worked in, really, you know, um, since from the age of about sort of 22, 23 onwards.
0: So, let me write the answer that you're going to give me in a minute, right? Mm-hmm. So, out of the last, out of, it's taking your third crack at this, right? Mm-hmm. Your third rendition. It's like being married to your third partner in life, right? Which one's been the best? Which one's been the best thus far? When you look at the, the three goes of being the owner of a trade Melbourne based Melbourne
3: Glasgow business. by far. Melbourne
0: Glasgow hundred times over. <laughs> so three years you've been a client of ours for two, but, but in saying that, let's leave that to the side, right? Why do you think this is your your better version and you've just gotten started in fairness, right?
3: um there's a a little bit of a two-pronged answer to that the some previous um business partner relationships that sort of broke down so some maybe um unsuccessful business structure prior so some learnings but let's be realistic i'm maturing as a person as a as a a business owner i'd like to think that every year i get better and better and better so um i think the honest answer is that i've just learned a lot along the way and like to think that by now I've got at least a reasonably decent handle on what a successful business looks like. And starting Melbourne Glass Company with technology, with the right tools, with the right people, um, it's not a learning experience. It turned on as an instant, you know, operating and profitable business. So um, knowledge and, and we
0: hmm. uh, yeah, and and we have Brendan Dover from the Dream Man in in, in, in I think it's next week or the week after's um, episode, and he uh he's um he's been running his business since two thousand and three, and he's got a phenomenal brand in the market mm. and a phenomenal success story. And he always says, like we sit down and have a good glass of red every so often, and he says, "Mate, the amount of hard work." that's gone into the overnight success called the drain Man cannot be shared in, in, a, in a month of Sundays, right? It just totally. can't be. And, and, and that's what you're sharing here. It takes a journey. Mm. But I feel what you've you, 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 you you're actually shared with the room here today and the audience, and, and if you feel like asking any questions or making any comments, please do so. The trading Hour, absolutely um, accommodating any questions and or uh, feedback um, as we go. I think the thing that you also uh, tapped into, but you didn't, you didn't name it, was your personal development, your personal awareness, and being a better leader, ensuring you're making better decisions. So that's um, fundamental to your, to your journey, mate. And having been a business owner for almost 30 years in my own right, I understand that the difference between where I am today and where I was 15 years ago, no less resilience, no less tenacity but a huge uplift in personal awareness and yeah. that is the difference and uh it pays in spades mate well done for thank thank you for answering that julian back to you so we think about we think about this um you know is the trades and construction industry under investing under utilizing are we so busy in the do 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 that we truly don't have the time to think about Jesus? How can I do this better? How do I do it more predictable? How do I ensure I get some control back in my in my hands? Are you seeing, as it relates to the people that are knocking on your door at Build Exact, are you seeing an element of, hang on, they're making a decision because they do want better or they're making a decision because they want some magic wand to appear? Um, I think they do want better. I think um,
2: we, the people that often come to us are the people that recognise as a problem. If they don't recognize the problem, they're probably not even seeing us um, in the first place. So, we obviously we still think people are underinvesting because there's a ton of builders out there that are still doing things the old the old ways. And but you know that's that's increased that's going away a little bit. We're getting more and more people come to us. So and the old ways is uh, sorry the old way manual takeoffs, manual estimating, Excel sheets, uh, yeah, Word document quotes, scheduled feel, feel, a bit of gap feel. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very loose. Gut yeah, very loose quoting. You know, a printer you.
3: and a, um, a printer and a highlighter. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and the interesting thing on that, like we're we're definitely tracking this with our community here at Business Benchmark Group. So if you if our clients quoted something in February two thousand and twenty two, and for whatever reason they're they're their tools on the job, let's say July they're already 7% behind what they quoted as a margin. 7% on the back of materials, logistics, labour force being tight, gas, petrol, fuel, you know, we're living it. I mean, when when the 6 o'clock news talks about, you know, tomatoes are up to $52 a kilo, you know there's a price situation going on, right? So if you're a builder and or in trade and you're quoting projects and getting to them because of the schedule three, four months later, and you don't have a clause in there that at a logical level says, I need to have a conversation before I start this, you're, um, you're going to be behind the eight ball, which means houses are on the line. And the 40% in construction and trades has been predicted a year ago by economists. Economists predict that forty percent of trades and construction business in this region, Australia, New Zealand, will hit the wall on the back of just being busy versus being better business owners. Right. So back to you, Julian. I just wanted to just tap in there the importance of the old way versus what does Build Exact as an option provide? And there's enough for everyone. Is my motto too, by the way? Right. So when you come back to what does Build Exact attract and create a solution for? It's the new way. So let's talk about the new way and why investing is such a high return on the technology investment for every business. What is it that you get as you move more and more into the efficiency of technology? What do you get when you do that? Yeah, Stephen, it's just about
2: generating more time in your personal life um, or to focus on your business, but also to future preview business and to make sure that you're you know, a lot of people are worried what the next couple of years are going to, are going to, um, going to have. So it's about future-proofing it, knowing your numbers. Um, we're an end-to-end estimating and job management system. So, you know, quoting a single story new build manual takes about 15 to 25 hours. No guarantee you're going to win that work. We get people down to about an hour to five hours. So just there alone, you know, you, you do that once with build exact, and you've already easily paid for the software itself. Um, And the more accurate your estimating and posting is, the more accurate your, you know, projections of your profit and your financial position is going to be at the end of that job. Um, And by doing that, you're going to have better access to that data. You're going to be able to future proof your business going forward. So we we really try and focus on helping people along the complete journey, not just at the estimating and not just at the job management side of it. Um, And if we can do that, we give people a lot more time back. And, you know, it might just be, I want to spend time with my kids and not, you know, be crossing until 10, 11 o'clock at night. So whatever
0: that means for the business owner. Well, definitely. And and, and again, the more um, the more clarity you have, the more confidence you have to keep on moving on the journey that you're at. Or if for whatever reason, the feedback and or the information comes back that says, hey, this isn't working or it needs to be improved, at least you have that fork in the road that you move into. You pull the lever in the moment versus I'll get around to it at yeah. some point soon because how many 12-hour days can I do in a row? So this is this is definitely you touch on a very pertinent point yeah. regarding, you know, if by saving X number of hours just on quoting gives you an extra 10 hours a week, what would you do with that week, those 10 hours a week? If you're putting 70, 80 hours in a week and some of us do, what would you do if you went down to 60 hours? What would you do with those 10 hours? Now, most people would say I'm not working in my business. Most people would say, when you've got 168 hours a week, I'm going to work on being a better father, mother, sister, brother. Lee, from your perspective, what would you do if you had an extra 10 hours a week on the back of these efficiencies, other than not turning up to the Supreme Court, which is bloody important? What else would you do if you gained the efficiencies of ours coming back to you as a business owner?
3: Well, I think there's, Two parts to this, Stefan, there is an efficiency level, which I think people will use that time as they see fit. That might be with family, that might be with business, that might be playing golf, that might be whatever. But as you build a business, um, as a business owner, one of the biggest questions I've always had within my business is, are my people quoting accurately? Do they know, are they getting everything off the job that they need? There's a big fear as a business owner, and I'll talk about that openly, that you pass the reins over to an estimating team or to a salesperson. Are they getting it right? Is the GP right on the job? Um, Have they captured everything that they need to? So that is, yes, hours back in your day is a great thing. But if software like BuildExact can be bulletproof for your estimating team, it's a guarantee that you're going to make money on a job and you're not going to miss things. That's just as important to me.
1: Yeah, I might just jump in there, Stephen. It's um, interesting, just a, a little anecdote, because you know, there's going to be plenty of people listening that are probably in this position or know someone that is. The other day, one of our team members walked into a builder's office, and it was quite literally that old, almost meme quality image of piles of paperwork on the desk. And, uh, and the team member said, oh, wow, you, you look flat out. And the response was, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to cut costs. And this concept of time and investment is, is just so crucial. You know, this is such a topical um, conversation that, that we're having that, that you've uh, invited us along to, to chat about. You know, that investment equals time. Yeah, absolutely. Investment equals cutting costs. You know, they're, they're not mutually exclusive. And so, you know, getting the level of investment right, getting the right tools, giving yourself the time back, um, creating the efficiency I couldn't imagine sitting in front of a desk with with that much paperwork. You'd, you'd be drowning.
0: I hold that thought for a moment, guys. We're going to go to a commercial break and we're going to come back and discuss this a little further. We're going to bring this conversation regarding the trends that we're seeing at a global level, the trends that we're seeing at a local level. What is it as it relates to you know, the continuous investment into building a high-tech, high-touch business in trades and construction and the power that that is? I don't need to be big, but I definitely need to be optimising to be getting the right juice on my squeeze. So we'll be back in a couple of moments and we'll uh, continue this conversation. guys and as we were just saying before the break you know the importance of understanding that technology can only lend itself to more time more time that you now have the ability or choice to do whatever you wish to do whether it's personal whether it's back into the business whether it's growing better relationships or perhaps even putting more time into your future leaders that are going to help your business run under management within 250 350 weeks and that is a true story And it could be, it could be that you need to continuously be curious and ask better questions just by putting your hand up and reaching out to speak to various technologies for various areas of your business, which could be accounting, could be bookkeeping, it could be your scheduling, your quoting, your client and customer management systems. It could be your your OHS and E systems, as we're hearing here today. It could be a myriad of systems that technology at very affordable, very affordable um, levels and will grow with you as you go into the next levels of business are definitely a huge consideration. We're also seeing, we're also seeing trends. So some of our US-based um, clients, we're also seeing um, um, businesses now starting to think about it. And this is like the next level. This is like if, if you haven't paid any attention to this yet, you will in the next three to four years, anywhere in the world in trades and construction. We're starting to see. Many of our clients, particularly in the US, starting to think about okay, the impact of three D printing, the impact of different construction methodology and modelling, and and again, you know, we talk about technology as it relates to the running of the day to day business at the first, second, and third phase, which is anything up to five million, anything up to ten million. Now you start thinking about, you know, in Austin, Texas, as we speak right now, there is a whole suburb being built on the back of 3D printing. Just think about that for a moment, 3D printing. And if you're not sure what 3D printing is, go and Google 3D printing and see what turns up as it relates to trades and construction. Three months ago in the middle of Italy, one of the biggest buildings ever built, the greatest level of building ever built in the middle of Italy, it was a 20 story um, apartment block was built on the back of 3D printing methodology. We're talking about in the next five to ten years and when we think about sustainability and all the bits and pieces that are very, very, very front of mind in in, in our lives right now, let alone our our construction and trade-based businesses, to not be embracing a curiosity mindset as to technology and how can it work for me is to your peril. To continue to be the best electrician or best glazier or the best carpenter in your business versus being the best owner of an electrical contracting business. The best owner of a glazing um, um, fitting installation business is to your peril. So as the owner of your own business, let alone the things that we spoke about before the break, you also need to be thinking about, okay, which business am I actually in? What does my business actually look like? And what is the talent and the skills that we are, absolutely realising that there are a gap in our business and is a people or is a technology that's going to somehow bridge the gap. And to be a business owner in the adult life that's not looking 350, 750, 1,000 weeks ahead is a business owner that's only truly only interested in paying the mortgage this week. You know, you're building and running a business. There's no better time to be in business than the time is now. Because many of us who are listening to this today and running our trades and construction business thinking, oh, I don't want to be thinking about 3D printing. How, how the hell do I think about that? Well, it's not about thinking about it because you need to do it today, but in 250 weeks, if you don't know about 3D printing, you're in trouble. And, and, if, and it may not be something you need to do in five years' time. It may be something you need to be part of understanding it to realise, am I or aren't I navigating my business in that direction? So as we discussed before the break, technology and the underinvestment I'm going to call it the undervaluing because I'm good with my hands and I've learned how to be the best technician and operator and I don't understand this technology stuff it's no longer an excuse as Julian kindly shared earlier you know the old way versus the new way and it's not even a a, a level of judgment it's a level of you have no choice (laughs) you know we're living in tight times. You know the cost of living, the cost of running your business, the cost of breathing is getting more expensive. So your responsibility as an owner and a leader is to continuously be getting the right juice on the squeeze. Right, you've got to be making better decisions about how am I navigating my business forward. So with that, as we come to a uh, a conclusion for today's um, episode in the on the Tradey Hour season three. Lee, from your perspective, what do you see for your business in the next three to four years? What do you see for your business as something that, you know, I'm paying attention to it and I need to pay a little bit more. What are you seeing as a trend that you definitely need to be embracing and or getting more curiosity around in the next three to five years?
3: Interesting. put me a little bit on the spot there, Stefan, because normally we roll um, here, mate. I guess we follow uh, architectural trends, so I keep a very close eye on that. Um, Technology-based, topical, talking about 3D printing, and as I said, you put me on the spot, I'm only just thinking of what might happen, but thinking of shipping costs, the cost to put something on a a boat these days is just astronomical. A container used to be $1,000 end-to-end. It's now $10,000. So what's stopping us, Um, for example, uh, 3D printing things in in the presence of our own facility, you know, so eliminate shipping costs, eliminate this, eliminate that. So um, I haven't put a lot of thought into um, this will definitely uh, spark a little bit of thought after our, um, after our session today, but, um, you know, maybe that might be something that might save us a fair bit of dollars is being able to, I mean, I just look around me right now. My computer comes from China. My light fittings come from Italy. I mean, shipping, surely you know that can be cut astronomically with the ability to print things in the presence of your of your own facility so and, and,
0: yeah. and as you continue your journey in the board program at business benchmark group how cool is it to know you got people leading that conversation with you
3: totally totally agree Thank you. I'm going to go from today and have a look at 3D printing.
0: <laughs> well, this is this is the way of the future, you know, ignorance at your peril. Now, don't freak yourself out the, at your own peril either, because there's a balancing act. We've still got business that needs to be completed in the next three, six, 12 months. And as leaders, we need to be looking at 250, 350. You just got to raise the eyes a little versus just looking at your toes. You got to raise your eyes a little and look into the horizon a bit and step up to the plate, because that's where the gold is. Really, really cool. Julian, from your perspective, the next three to five years, what do you see? What does Build exactly at a fundamental level see as the, uh, the the journey, the trends, the the bits and pieces that you've already, as an organisation, started to put some screws into and tighten and um, um, innovate? Yeah, you know, I think for a long
2: time, software has really just been about helping the person that's the primary user of the software. Um, we're moving in a direction where there's a lot more people being involved in BuildExact and not just the builder. So it's obviously the builder and their their team, but we're getting the consumer involved in more with things like customer portal and, you know, down the line, eventually selections and things like that. And then from a supplier pricing point of view and getting the suppliers information in. So it's more about, for us, just branching out and making sure that the builder is better connected to all the people that need to be connected into their business um, around them.
0: Yeah, beautiful. So, again, a collaborative, a collaborative. It's not just build exact. It's also the partner this side and the partner this side, and we're creating a force to be reckoned with for the common client that absolutely takes the journey for elevating without too much brain damage or dumb tax being paid along the way. Very, very important. And, Luke, over to you, mate, as you take us out here this afternoon. Uh, what are you seeing at Hazekate? I mean, this is a juggernaut of a business. You guys are not leaving no stone unturned and formidable leader here for Australia, Luke Williams. What are you seeing as a trend um, in the next three to five years that you're navigating towards?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Stefan. It's been, uh, it's been great to be on. Uh, Closing comments. I'm hopefully, hopefully you're going to do that. So I'm not under pressure to have nuggets of wisdom right at the end. Um, But certainly from our point of view, um, you know, we have had tremendous growth, really accelerated growth, but that's been created by being um, really deep in what we do. So, you know just like lee is you know uh, laser focused on on glass and glass glazing products you know build exact is, is laser focused on um, on the residential builder and renovator you know we're laser focused on on health and safety in the construction industry and and making people super safe so for us that means that the trends are ecosystems so how do we play well with others because you know lee's not going to go out and start quoting plumbing and an electrician's not going to come around and start quoting glazing so you know, they all come together to, to build something. You know, how do we play well in our ecosystem? What does that ecosystem look like? I think in construction in particular, the ecosystem will be super important and it will continue to, to grow and evolve. Um, and then, you know, to Julian's point around, it's not just one user. It's the right tools in the right hands at the right time. So the people on the job site, the people doing the doing, the people that uh, Lee talked about swims before that need to create a swims. Not Lee sitting in the office, but the the guy that's going to do the work or, or the girl that's going to do the work. Um, and time, you know, businesses aren't getting easy to run. Um, certainly, BBG's doing their best to uh to help businesses um get better, uh, but putting time back in people's days to, as Lee said, um, do do with what as they see fit, to keep building a better business, to, to spend time with their family. Um, you know, these are all the all the themes that we see um, only increasing over, over the next few years.
0: Uh, brilliant. well put mate how much, how much I don't think you've left any room for my uh, nuggets here mate now, look <laughs> if, if there's one thing I can say if there's one thing I can say and I shared it earlier you know ignorance to your peril I mean it is important to put yourself at the edge put yourself at the edge and think okay where to from here. as a leader in your business if you're not leading no one's following. as a leader in your business you are the custodian, the father, the mother. The 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 place of this is the standard, so you get to choose on a daily basis, which ultimately becomes very repetitive, and therefore the standard is led by you, and thereafter followed by many that you choose to be on your team that belong to something going somewhere, and the importance of truly getting that that that, that ratio that 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 formula of high tech, high touch in your business can only equal getting the right juice on the squeeze and I don't need to be big but I definitely want to be rich and I don't even need to be right I'm open-minded enough to know I'd rather be rich okay allow experts coming into your space and helping you absolutely create something that could be a 100-year company or attract a benchmark multiple in your industry every other day They're the key things. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Julian. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here this afternoon at the trading Hour. We look forward to seeing you next week. Feel feel free to share your comments and and or uh, if if there's any questions as it relates to anything we've shared here today, feel free to uh, send them through and we look forward to answering every one of them. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon, everyone.